Well, hello, hello. How are you doing? How are you doing? This is the S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, also known as S. Anthony Says. Episode number 450. That's right, 450. Goodness gracious, we've been having fun. Thank you for listening, and let's just get right to it, folks. I was having a, a conversation with a relative of mine, and they were talking about two people that really cared for each other. They loved each other, but they belonged to other people. They were in relationships, but those relationships sucked. And they really wanted to be together, but they didn't want to betray the relationship, even though, quite frankly, they both should have long before that dumped the persons that they were with. Not because dumping someone is something that you would do frivolously, but the people that they were in relationships with were, how can I put this colorfully? How can I put this diplomatically? Not colorfully. Uh, pieces of crap. Her boyfriend was a tub of crap, and that guy's girlfriend was a huge a piece of crap. They should have been away from them. But they were good people, and they didn't dump those people. They, but they, they shouldn't have dumped the people for each other. They should have just dumped them in general. Those people are sitting there taking up the space of someone that should be good for that particular human being. They shouldn't be in a relationship with those people. Sometimes people take up space when they shouldn't take up space. I took a friend of mine, a relative of mine, not a friend of mine, a relative of mine, relative of mine to the ER. He had a scare, and as it turns out, it was really not that big of a deal. We got into the ER, and it was one of those nights where the hospital was full, the ER was full. Literally, there were no beds anywhere to be had. So there were a bunch of people sitting in the emergency room, waiting room, in all sorts of distress. You could look around, and you could look at your relative or your friend that you came in with, and you could look at the people around you, and you realize there's no way in the world we're going back there before all of these people get back there, because quite frankly... There's not an axe handle hanging out of your head. You're not on fire. There's not glass in your face. All of your limbs are not bent. Over. You're not going. You're going to be here for a while because they need to see all of these people. And even these people who are all jacked up, they can't get back there. So how messed up are the people that are actually back there if these people are out here in the in the daggone lobby waiting? Because they're like, look, I know you got an axe handle in your head, but this guy's got seven axe handles in his head. So your one axe handle behind needs to sit down, shut up, and mind your business. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, my axe handle in my head. Yeah, like I said, he got seven, huh? He has eight axe. Oh, he has eight axe, axe handles in his head. You, you are such a punk. Shut up. Right. So as it turns out, as the night goes on, we very slowly and methodically see people being taken back in the back room. And unfortunately, taking all the comedy out of the situation, you also have you also see relatives who came in with the people who had the traumatic injuries, who unfortunately we're going to take a. Side note from the from the comedic element of it. Unfortunately, some of those people, the la you know, they did not make it. Now, a small number of them, but unfortunately, that was the case. You could hear the relatives in distress, and that sucks. Back to the comedy and the snarkiness. So we got a bunch of people out there, and as they're being taken in the back for people that are, that are doing okay and all that kind of stuff, we noticed that when it was time for my relatives to go in the back, we got into the back, but we still didn't have a room. Still did not have a room, but that's okay. That's all right. We, we, we got this far. We got this far. Okay, okay, okay. And then I noticed there was a lady wandering around, wandering around, and she's on the phone arguing with her husband, right? 
And he's, well, let me tell you something. I don't need to be there because if I come back there, I might have to smack you. And I'll be honest with you. I don't want to hear your mouth. Maybe I, you know, maybe I should stay here to cool down because I'm telling you right now, if I come back there right now, we're going to have a problem. And she's going through all of this kind of routine. You can hear him on the phone. But okay, but okay, but. And another thing, you ain't nothing but a dirty sassafras and Jehoshaphat and sassafras and mother. But baby, I got that, 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 And she don't want to go home. I was trying not to listen. <laughs> Just kidding. I was absolutely trying to listen. <laughs> Don't blame me. If you were there, you would want to hear that crap too. It was rather entertaining. <laughs> Don't judge me. Shut up. Back to the story. So she's walking around the corner and I'm not thinking any more of her at all. And then it was time for my relative to be checked out. Still didn't get a room. And as it turned out, he didn't need a room because he, it was just a scare. And it was not a big deal. He was fine. But that lady that I just described was also fine, and she had been discharged. We're waiting for the paper for my relative to get the heck out of there. And as it turns out, she, because she was mad at her husband and didn't want to go home and, quote, hear his bleeping mouth, she found the room that was now unoccupied by someone who had just walked out. She looks around, looks to the left, looks to the right, gets into the room, takes off her clothes, and gets in the bed and turns on the television and acts like she's a patient. Another rush of of people come in and they look and they look around oh, and, and you they're just looking in the rooms to see if there's an unoccupied room really quickly. They see her in the room and nobody noticed that she was not a patient at first because technically she had the wristband on. She they had seen her walking around, so they just, I guess they just assumed she was there. She decided she was going to stay. And I over and as it turns out. People were being sent to other hospitals because there wasn't that room available. There wasn't that room available. I'm finding a lot of this out after the fact, obviously, because I probably would have snitched on her. You know, she don't belong in here, Jack. She got the other discharge. You know, <laughs> right? But I'm sitting there thinking about some poor guy who's got a tyrine lodged in his chest that thinks he's going to get some relief, but he has to travel another 12 minutes because, as it turns out, this lady was hogging a room. Like I said, I'd found out about this after the fact when one of the people told me about it. But think about it. She was so mad at her husband because she didn't want to hear his mouth words. She didn't want to hear his mouth words. That it didn't matter to her that she was taking up the room by, by some guy who's probably got a whole car crammed up his backside and he's trying to get some help. And she thought, I don't care about the car crammed up his backside or the Diarine in his chest. My husband's a pain in the neck, and I don't want to hear his words. Eventually, man, within minutes, they figured it out, made her get dressed, and discharged her, and made they walked her the heck out, and told the security guards she's not a patient anymore. Here's her discharge papers. She stays out. But some poor slob probably had to go to another hospital because the bed wasn't available for her. It wasn't available because of her. Now, this is not just an ER thing. Remember, just in the beginning of this podcast, I talked about those two people that were in a relationship that probably should have been together. Now, I know, I know that sometimes the grass looks greener. You're in a relationship that sucks, right? And, and this, this, this person is available, right? And you end the relationship and you go running off to that person. And you realize, like a lot of people realize, the reason that person seems so special is because you haven't been around them every day for five, six, seven years yet. 
The only time you see them is when their breath is nice and fresh, when they're wearing brand new clothes, when you haven't walked in after the bath after them when they went in the bathroom and felt like vomiting for six months, when you haven't smelt their funky breath in the morning or their armpit in the morning or any of that crap. You haven't had to deal with any of the crap. You have to deal with people you got to live with. And then you realize the person I was with was not that bad. I was just annoyed with them. And it was really more about me than it was about them. Ooh. I messed up. And that happens a lot more times than people think. The other person's always on their best behavior. They're not living with you. You don't get an opportunity to see them without makeup. You see them when they didn't shave. You don't get an opportunity to see that crap. Or the, shouldn't say opportunity. You don't have to see that crap. It's not all sunshine and roses. But sometimes the other person is the right person for you. And the person you're with absolutely blows and in those situations when you're with someone that just absolutely sucks right you realize that that person is just hanging around you and wasting your time and they're really kind of like the placeholder they're kind of like that lady in the er hogging the hospital bed for the person that should be there right Sometimes you're in a relationship that's so horrible that you'd rather be alone. You'd rather be sitting alone eating soup out of a hot, out of a, a bowl over the sink than be with that person. Sometimes the misery of being alone is only 10% of the misery of being with that other human being and you got to get out. Right? I've been in relationships that were horrible and I broke up with the person. I'm not a cheater. I, I'm, the, I'm a more of a breaker-upper first because I'll break up when I realize it can't be fixed, right? You know, before I, I even, even pursue anybody else. I'm not one of those people that goes off and pursues the next person while they're still with you, right? And get it all, you know, get all involved with them, hang around and, and, and cheat long enough to realize you really do like the new person, right? And then abruptly dump the other person. And that is really one of the lowest things in the world. Because I remember when I was younger, I used to tell people, I said, listen, everything's going right now, but if we ever decide to break up, could you, it's like, before you go pursuing some other dude, or before I go pursuing some other woman, I, I, I will promise you, I mean, right now everything's fantastic and I hope it lasts forever. But if I ever decide I don't want to be with you, you ever decide you want to be with me, I will absolutely guarantee you, I won't even look at anyone else until we are completely broken up. I will not pursue the other person. I'm not going to get it on with another woman. I'm not going to do that. And I need you to make that promise to me. All I ask you to do, if you know for a fact, not that we're having a tough time, not that we're having a try spell, not that we're having an argument or something, if you know for a fact you don't want to be with anymore, all I ask you to do is just break up with me before you run off with another dude. And pretty much they all have done that. And pretty much I've done that every particular time. If I, if I just knew it, I can't fix this. I very politely be ended. And most of my ex-girlfriends are still friends with me now because I, I was, I was an upfront person. And once I broke up with me, I'm still cool with the ones I broke up with. We're still cool because we, we were honest with each other. But I had a couple when I was younger, you know, one in particular, which was, it still annoys me to this day. And she had the nerve to try to get back with me. 
which was ridiculous. Okay, it wasn't completely ridiculous. I got it on with her about another couple hundred times. And then we broke up again, but I was like, you know, that was really horrible what you did, but that ass still looks good. <laughs> oh, God, I was such a dumbass when I was a teenager in the early 20s. Anyway, <laughs> current me would have been like, get the hell out of my face. But 19 to 22 year old me, yeah, I know you broke my heart, but them fangs on your chest still look good. I, I got the. <laughs> Don't judge me. I was young. Shut up. But you know what I'm talking about, man? You know, you're that person that. Because people go, no, guys uh, heal faster, which is not necessary. I mean, heal slower. That may or not be the case. I think a lot of times what women do is they'll find the next guy first. Right, they'll test drive that guy for a while. And go, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna move on to this guy. Some guys are the same way too. They'll, they'll get it on with the, with the waitress or the secretary or some lady at the office. They'll deal with her for a while to find out whether or not they can deal with her funky breath and funky armpit, armpits in the morning. Whether or not they can deal with the fact that when she leaves the bathroom, it smells like somebody boiled some dead cat buttocks is in there. They, they, they see what they can deal with all of that crap, and then they dump the person. And if you're the kind of human being that would do that, ooh, you suck find the new person and then abruptly dump the other person you go off happy because you already got your person all lined up you already got the apartment all lined up everything and you they're sitting there like what the hell yesterday night we was we, we having a great time and you walk off and leave them you know how horrible that is just imagine if you had an apartment with somebody you shared an apartment with somebody you shared rent with somebody right and when you didn't realize that they had gotten a raise at the job right and they very carefully and very smoothly found an apartment on the other side of town or a different state. Had their job very quietly transferred their job to a different part of town or a different state. Furnished a new apartment. Signed the lease. Moved in someone else. Or even if they didn't move in, someone else moved themselves in, right? Very slow. Hey, there's not a lot of clothes. Well, I'm not. No, where's your clothes? You, every time I come back, there seems to be more of your clothes missing. I realize that I have just too many clothes. I've been just giving these clothes to the Goodwill. Goodwill, you've only had them for like two months. Yeah, I'm just trying to downsize. It's just, you know, I, you, you were giving me, you, you were talking about how much I spend on clothes and how ridiculous it is. And I just, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. You know, I mean, I don't think you have to give away all your clothes and stuff, but but that's okay. You know, I understand. Man, two weeks later, man, there's almost nothing in the closet. Yeah, I'm just going to try to get rid of all of these crazy clothes and shoes and stuff, you know, and I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna buy some stuff from Target. I'm going to keep it simple. Wow, that's great. We're going to save a lot of money that way. Yeah, sure we are. <laughs> no, Jack, she's moving all her clothes and stuff to the new place because she doesn't want you in the place. The place called a relationship with her. She's getting you out of the way. Because either she carved out another guy, scooped up another guy to be in that place. Or she wants that place available for someone that isn't you. And you wonder what's going on. And you're wondering why she's so happy when you tell her that you're going to have to work overnight at the office. And you're going to be back tomorrow. Oh, you're going to be gone for an extended period of time. Okay. Unbeknownst to you, she's moved out. She's literally methodically gone through every room of the house or the every room in the apartment and methodically took out everything that's hers and everything she wants. Everything that's yours and everything you want is still there, but she took out all of her stuff, right? She took it out. You had two TVs. Well, now you got one TV, right? That love seat, 
You had a double love seat. Now you got a half a love seat, right? Half the dishes are gone. Half the you. The utensils are gone, right? She even cut the cheesecake in half and took half of that. Yeah, that's right. And she drove, 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 drove to the new place. On the way out of the road, on the way she was on the way out of the apartment, she went down to the landlord and said, You know, I'm going to be working out of town for a little while, but I want to give you my notice right now. Oh, should I call him? No, no, no. He knows. Oh, he does. Oh, okay, great. Well, sorry to see you go. Oh, no problem. You want to leave a forwarding, forwarding address? Well, I really don't know where I'm going to be going yet. Yeah, of course she does. Or of course he does. Whoever the person, whatever the sect of the person that's dumping you, right? And then they come back upstairs with a hammer and smash all your stuff. And they go back down to the landlord and say, oh, by the way, he said F y'all and y'all, he dares y'all to throw him out now that he's having meth parties upstairs. Oh, he's having meth parties. And he said, you won't do nothing about it because you guys are a couple of punks. Yeah. And then she peels off. You come back and your landlord's got all your stuff that's already been smashed up, thrown on the lawn. You're not throwing any meth parties here, buddy. Meth parties, what are you talking about? And you find you have no place to go. That's what it feels like when the other person has somebody else all put together. They got the other person that they already, they're, they're, that night, later on that night, they're jumping on top of that new person that they cut off and carved off for themselves. And you're sitting there looking at up. You can't even watch porno because your stuff's on the lawn smashed up. <laughs> Uh, this definitely didn't happen to a friend of mine. I just made that up. <laughs> Poor bastard. Anyway. <laughs> but sometimes, man, sometimes you got to realize that the person you're with or the person you could, in fact, you could be the person that's the placeholder. You could be the person that just won't give up on the relationship when the person doesn't want you anymore. They want to be with someone else or they don't want to be with you when they want space available so they can put someone else in it and you just won't get out of the way. You're like that lady in the ER, right? Well, they're like that lady in the ER. That's how ERs and relationships are kind of similar, right? But you don't want to be the placeholder, right? And if you have a placeholder with you, it may be time for the placeholder to go to a different place. I've been there. I've never been the placeholder, but I've had people holding place in my life that need to just go. It could be your friends, too. You could have unhealthy friends around you. You're trying to lose weight and they're giving you large sandwiches. You're trying to do something positive. They're always saying something negative. You're trying to build a business. They're trying to sabotage it. They're holding the place in your life for the person who could be around you. The people that could be around you that could do positive things. They're like the lady in the ER. And eventually the lady was put out of the ER. And then another ambulance comes up and a guy's in deep trouble. He barely makes it to the ER. They rush him to the back. They save his life. He's going to be fine. But he wouldn't have been fine had he had to go to another hospital 12 minutes away. They got her out of there just in time. Sometimes it happens. You see somebody special that should be a part of your life. You see a group of cool people that should be a part of your life. And you wait around too long and all of a sudden it's too late. Bang. 
All I'm saying is just take a really good look at the people around you and see if they're placeholders. Once again, I don't want you to misconstrue this. I'm not talking about if you're in a marriage and you're having a rough patch. If you're in any relationship for a long period of time, you're going to have a rough patch. There's going to be times when your wife, your husband, your significant other, your friends annoy the crap out of you. But if they're good, solid people, understand the difference between a rough patch and somebody you got to get rid of. It's There's a difference. And if you stand back and look at it objectively, you can see what the difference is. Make sure you make the right decision. You don't want to toss your significant other out because you had a rough patch. And then you find out years later, it was just a rough patch and you see them happy with somebody else. And that could have been you or you get rid of some friends because you think this and you think that. And they're just so ticked off at you because you just dropped them like that because they thought you were cool. And they go off to do something great that you would have been a part of. Oh, You have to be very, very careful. You have to be very, very careful. You have to pay close attention to know the difference between a rough patch and when it's time to empty out of space. I can't tell you when to do it because every individual's circumstance is different, but I've gotten pretty good at it. And if you pay close attention to what's going on around you, you get pretty good at it too. Dig? But I can't tell you what you would be good at. Writing five-star reviews for this podcast, I think you would be fantastic at it, and I think you should do it. In fact, all of you should do it, and I'm not just talking about in America. Every country, whatever country you're in, you should practice your writing skills by writing five-star reviews for this podcast. Also, practice your oratory skills by telling other people about this podcast. And practice working on your memory. Remember whether or not you subscribe to this podcast, and if you have not, Remember to do so, you dig? And also remember to come back next time, next Sunday, because I'd love to hear from you. Even though I don't hear from you, I I read what you write, but you get the point. (laughs) This is episode number 450 of the S. Anthony Says podcast, also known as S. Anthony Says. Much love to you all. Thank you for everything. And I will see you next Sunday, my friends. Oh, by the way, don't make no damn space for no podcasts by getting rid of me. You better not. I, 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 you better not even think about it. You better keep me here, damn it, because I'll kick it. Okay, I gotta be careful. I can't beat up with all those people. I gotta be nice. Gotta be nice. Gotta ask them. Just make sure you save a space in your podcast heart for me, okay? <laughs> okay, that's better. Because if they even think about not even skipping one episode of this podcast, I will beat them down. I'll fly to whatever country they ain't give them to, and you're still recording. Damn. <laughs> Take care, my friends. See you next Sunday.